everyone, and welcome to issue number 169 of the Bad Spider Funky Podcast. Mm. Tonight, we scrounge through the multiverse to find the most expert opinions on the surprise hit from Sony Films into the Spider-Verse. We've gotten the who's who with expert opinions from the Spider-Verse itself. Let's meet everyone, shall we? Joining us, we have Dave the Bearded Spider. Ooh, yeah, this is Dave the Bearded Spider coming at you from the best verse in all the Spideyverse, where every villain and hero is a luchador. Dot Spider. Very excited to be here. Thank you very much, kids. TV's Spider Hamzy. It's me, ladies and gentlemen. Can't you recognize me by my familiar voice? And the bad caddy himself, Sergio. Welcome, everybody, to the best damn podcast in the world. A special shout out for all those watching to Amazon and UPS for not delivering my spider mask. Great. All right. Uh, thanks to everyone who's been listening on SoundCloud, on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, on everywhere you can listen to a podcast, all your different random Android apps. Thanks to everyone who's been tuning into twitch.tv slash BoosterGreg for BoosterGreg's streams. Thank you very much for that. Great fun stuff there. Thank you everyone who's been tuning into the Bad Cody Funky random streams. We're going to be doing some uh, more stuff and things coming up. And uh, everyone who's been coming in to chat interactively on twitch.tv slash Bad Cody Funky each and every week as we do our podcast here. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, and all the random stuff and things. And uh, shout us out if, if you like. I always like people like, oh, hey, I ran into your stuff randomly. Who are you guys? Well, come in to our stream every Thursday and find out. And thank you for listening. Thank you for following and watching. We do this for fun, and we do it for you. Pantomiming is so much more fun with this mask. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I feel like a Jabberwocky. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm your host for the evening. The amazing, the spectacular, the sinister, the all-knowing Spider Boost 2099. That's why I have a yes. different mask than what you've seen on my... He did it! I my... didn't think he would, but oh, he did. I keep you on your toes. That's just what I do in the future. And now that we've gotten all that business out of the way, gentlemen, what's happened this week? Well, we've had the brand new and highly anticipated Hellboy trailer. Ooh. So it's been a long time since the uh, the first Hellboy with uh, Ron Perlman and Hellboy 2, uh, famously uh, di- directed by um, Guillermo del Toro. He has his crazy creatures stuff like that. Now we have David Harbour and Mila Jovovich in this brand new 2019 Hellboy. And gentlemen, the internet is all a buzz. We get to see him in action. We get to see him acting. And we get to see a little bit of a little bit of crazy, crazy um little little action here here. Um we get we get the fire halo, we get the fire sword, and we have some humor that for me doesn't really work at all. Nope. I don't I don't think when much... you say a buzz, are you sure you don't mean a not buzz? Because <laughs> that was a good one. all all I've seen about this trailer is the sheer mediocrity mm. of it all. People aren't, people aren't really sure how to feel about it. Like, there, there's a group of people who said, okay, I'm reserving my judgment until it comes out. And there's everybody else who's just like, nope. <laughs> nope. Well, I, I definitely have a couple of complaints. Uh, first of all, I really, really hate the face makeup. Yes. Mm. Yes. It looks terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks I malnourished mean, like he needs a protein bar. It, I mean, maybe, maybe David Harbour is just not used to doing his, you know, the facial prosthetics and makeup and everything that Ron Perlman has been doing for years because he did the TV Beauty and the Beast TV show and, you know, two Hellboy films pretty much filmed back to back. But I just, 
it looks awful. And I don't understand why he's got long hair. Mm. He's supposed to have it pinned up in that cool, you know, man bun. But not like a dorky, I'm a surfer guy from California, edgy type man bun. I'm talking like a Toshiro Mifune kind of samurai man bun. My booster sense is telling me this movie is not going to be great. Oh, no. Your booster sense is never wrong. (laughs) <laughs> except for that one time when it was except that one time when it was horribly wrong oh man we won't talk about that time though no <laughs> that's for a different time, time. well uh, i mean let me let me give you a little bit of background about this film so uh it's supposed to be more accurate to the comics uh and what a lot of people appreciated about the first well the second hellboy movie was that it's like all right, we have these characters and this world. We're going to spin it off and let Guillermo go real crazy and make his golden army and all kinds of crap. But this one, it looks like they've got stuff related to Hellboy the Wild Hunt, uh, which I believe was a 2008 storyline. They've got a lot of the stuff that sort of leads into Hellboy and Hell because they've got Queen Mab and her warthog, her giant, muscular, beefy warthog band henchmen. Um, The... The crown of hell and the sword and everything, that's a pretty common recurring thing in Hellboy. So it's nice to see here, but I mean, we got all of two seconds of it in the other one. We saw it in the first one, so it's not really it's a like big the, surprise. Yeah, it's like they're, they're building things that would have been the third part of the trilogy, and then they're rebooting it, but they're still keeping all these same elements, and like, oh, the other ones we didn't like, but now we're doing it this way, and it looks exactly the same, with none of the heart, so... Yeah, yeah. The the trailer definitely felt really hollow to me, and just like nothing. It's like, was that supposed to be a joke? There's a pause. Like yeah. it was supposed to be a joke, but I'm not laughing, so it couldn't be a joke. It, it's yeah. it's such odd humor too. I don't know if it's bad edits and bad cuts that they're trying to put together. It, it seems as if it was it's made over in the UK, but it's for an American audience, or it's just for everyone, and mm-hmm. they have a certain sense of humor that works for certain people. But at the same time, the jokes just aren't funny. I mean, they have the teaser to the trailer right before the trailer, and they started off with a joke, an, a non-funny joke, like Hellboy walks into this bar restaurant. It's kind of like the Kingsman, where they walk into this this unsuspecting place, but it's actually where they have their headquarters. And yeah. and this lady is like, "Oh, I'm getting to CID love," and he's like, "Oh, are you kidding?" And I'm like, "Is that that's humor? That's supposed to be funny?" <laughs> I think what and, they're I, trying to do is the first two Hellboy movies did have humor, and we're we're, we're funny at points. So they're trying to match that humor, even though they can't match in a survival match. So it's a it's a trailer looks like it's gonna be a comedy, but they're billing it as a darker movie, and that makes really no sense to me, guys. No sense whatsoever. Would yeah. you say that everything that we knew about this movie leading up to it was a web of lies? Oh, your character. <laughs> classic, yeah, I'm uh yeah, and it looks like everybody in chat too is also meh. On this as well, it, yeah. it's not really that impressive, and everyone's been waiting for this. Also, uh, going back to what uh, <laughs> to, to what, what, what what Casey said, or Casey uh, Pig, whatever. Correction: You're thinking of the alternate alternate version of me. That's just a regular podcaster. I'm TV's Spider Hamsey. TV Spider Hamsey. It looks like David Harbor isn't used to wearing prosthetics, and and it comes across too because it kind of sounds like he's wearing stuff. 
like you can kind of hear it you know, like his speech pattern the way he talks is you can tell like maybe corner of his, of his mouth or pulled or or whatever and and ron perlman was an expert like you said he was in the, the beauty and the beast tv show uh for, for a long time as so he was used to wearing that stuff here it looks like a mask on david harbour and on Ron perlman it just looks like face paint like they put yeah. red on him but here it's like clearly prosthetics in a mask and it looks uncomfortable he looks uncomfortable. <laughs> He's also got that rubber Star Trek II Ricardo Montalban chest going on, which I'm sure really does him no favors. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to crack up. But like, that's <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, this is super disappointing. I think what a lot of people don't understand is just because you have an actor that you really like in one thing and he's in something else and he maybe matches a physicality or he matches um, maybe like a, a vocal tone of another actor that already did a role doesn't mean this is going to be good. And I think oh, a lot of people and- were kind of like, yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, I was listening to uh, a podcast with David Harbour on it. And he said something that made me kind of cringe. And I was like, oh, I don't know if it's going to be good anymore. And then this is kind of more solidifying that. He had an idea. And it's it's not going to be in the movie. But his Mm. idea was, what if he just randomly slips into demonic? Like when he's really aggravated or something like that. Which has never happened in the comic. So he was trying to like add things in there. And they he said they considered it for like a little bit. And then they they ruled it out. So if, if they were considering taking things that deep that's not in the source material deep. what else did they consider someone's been listening to Dak Shepard hey <laughs> he is an armchair expert after all you gotta learn something somehow don't you mean spider Dak Shepard spider Dax. Everyone's, Dax. not everyone's a spider in the verse. Dax <laughs> spidered Shepard spider Dax Dax spider <laughs> Right, but yeah, overall, uh, it, it looks it looks meh. And uh, Ruto pointing out in chat, uh, confused as to why this movie's release date is in the middle of Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame. Wow, rip Hellboy. Yeah. Well, that's, that's not so bad. I mean, it would be different if you were running. It's, it on it's the, the same worst possible weekend. scenario you could have for for a competing. I, I mean, I mean, Captain Marvel, and then you have uh, Avengers Endgame if, in the middle. It Hellboy. Fills the, it fills the gap for people it's, wanting superhero it, movies. It's, oh, it's like releasing. An open world game in between Skyrim and Mass Effect Three. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Kingdoms of Amalur. I had to it's go like, there. I had to do it. And 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 we're we're in the minority of people who go to see movies often, but mm-hmm. you know the general movie going audience they pick and choose what movies they're going to see and they save up for it because some of these people have whole families they got to pay for and that's a lot of money. That's a lot of confetti. It's a lot of lettuce you got to pay yeah. for it. and uh, and people who want to you know like take time off from their busy schedule to go with their friends all together. People really the general public picks and chooses which movies they go to. So if you have uh, Captain Marvel, then Hellboy, then Avengers End game if i was like the general like citizen public i'd be like oh i'm gonna save my money for marvel this hellboy doesn't look that great i'm gonna save my money skip that maybe catch it when it comes on digital but other than that i don't think it's worth my money i mean and a lot of people like when they go to the movies like spending that extra money to go to the leather reclining seats and stuff like that and like do you really want to spend that would you guys say you would spend your leather reclining seat money and yeah. and your food brought to you on this as it stands right now did you do, 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 do you think it it it's going to get a better... We're going to have another trailer. You think it'll get better? Well, I don't know about you guys, but in my universe, we don't have this 
AMC A-list thing? Then how do you know what it's called? AMC D-list, and really, they just kind of throw concessions at you? Then how do you know what it's called? How do you know what it's called? You liar. I'm on to you, Hamzy. I've done my homework. Uh Uh-huh. Wait, 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 wait. Did you know that your show is actually popular in my universe? (laughs) Just kidding. I was going to say, there's no way Spider Hamzy is that far removed from TV's Casey that he actually does any sort of research before showing up. No, see, we're all big fans of comic books, you know, spider powers made of bacon or otherwise, and, well, we've got this kind of Council of Reads thing going on, so every month we kind of get together and we say we're going to try and change the world for the better, but most of us just kind of end up watching really old cartoons from when we were a kid and reminiscing about better times. This is too Mm. easy. This is, I'm not going to, we're going to move right along. Yeah. And speaking of better times and reminiscing, it looks like Hollywood isn't done reminiscing, making Mm-mm. things from the past that worked and trying to put it into today's market to make a fat buck, mm-hmm. a real fat buck. So we've got the trailer for Men in Black International, not the international trailer, but the trailer for Men in Black International. So here we've got Thor and Valkyrie inside <laughs> inside of Men in Black. <laughs> And again, they do the whole teaser to the trailer in front of the. It's got to stop. Stop that shit. Anyway, it's stop. It's uh, gonna get worse. So, so, so in the trailer, as as it looks like, we have um, <laughs> we have Valkyrie, <laughs> who finds in, in the trailer. It says that she found the Men in Black. She found the facility, and she's just like, I'm perfect for this job. Let's do it. And they outfit her, and uh, she becomes a Men in Black, along with uh, alongside her Chris Hesworth, and they go all around the globe uh, doing Men in Black stuff. I've so, never gotten uh, any job that way. Just saying. Yeah. Knock yeah, me like, on the door and be like, So what? I found this mysterious building in Battery Park, and I walked in, found the secret escalator, and there I was, fighting aliens. Hey, look. Who knew? You, 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 just, you, like, you just walk Here's into Area 51, like you walk into the boss's office with like, like, like a mug of coffee. They're like, who the hell are you? Oh, I found the base in the secret entrance. How, uh, can I get the job? They'll shoot you in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> Right in the dick, but yeah. So, what do you guys think of uh, of this trailer? I mean, it looks inter- it looks. Uh, I'm more interested in this than Hellboy, based on the I trailer agree. alone. I actually, I'm gonna stop this. I actually liked it. I actually <laughs> liked this trailer. Now my voice is dying, man. I can't do this all day. I know. I, I, was, I, was, I was like, how long is he gonna do it for? Commit to a bit for just an hour and a half. All right, brother, you challenged me. We're gonna do this. <laughs> no, he was I actually good. liked this trailer. It was exciting. It just seemed like what the first Men in Black was, just an adventure comedy. Um. I still don't like the title, though. I mean, Men in Black International, I kind of thought that was a given, considering, you know, they handle aliens and stuff. Yeah. Stupid Men in Black Intergalactic. Cover all your bases. But I do like that it's not really a reboot. It's kind of a sequel, but not really. Like, I would like to see them continue on this trend where we see more Men in Black movies, but with different agents, not the same characters, not the same actors. Yeah, build out the world. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. I, I like the idea where this is going. I did not. I enjoyed this more than the Hellboy trailer. I didn't enjoy it. I I didn't laugh at anything. In it. I think I chuckled maybe at the end. Like the whole I thing wish- is like, oh, he's like the best agent ever. Oh, he's taking a nap. How can he be the best if he's taking a nap? And it's like, yeah. I just yeah. wish they didn't yeah. show yeah. weapons it's coming out of the car. Harder. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm underwhelmed with all of this. So, yeah. Uh Who's what else is next? Uh, well, I mean, I did notice something. So, uh, a lot of us have followed that rehired James Gunn thing that's been trending for a while, but has kind of faded out. Uh, it looks like we're getting the first kind of news of 
Disney Marvel Studios trying to get a replacement and really force Guardians 3 into happening. Uh, the latest writer-director name to come across the table is one Adam McKay, mm. who uh, you might know from uh, Anchorman and Talladega Nights and the other guys. Step Brothers. Step Brothers. Uh, I think he also may have wrote a part of Ant-Man, but the production of that movie is all kinds of crazy uh anyway he was approached and he turned it down because it's kind of i think everybody sort of realizes it's james gunn's baby and you don't want to just start poking at somebody else's baby that's illegal in some uh, places yeah it's probably not great um <laughs> but he did mention in an interview that he would be interested in once this fox merger gets pushed through uh for a silver surfer movie Oh. Which is uh, interesting, except this guy writes all kinds of Cummings. funny stuff. And the last character I think you'd see on a top ten funniest characters list is the thousand-year-old silver Oscar man who is overcome with grief after murdering thousands of civilizations by feeding them to his boss. Um... Yeah, not a lot of humor with old Norrin Rad. That's a that's a toughie. So I'm gonna pass on that hypothetical if you don't mind. I do mind. Horribly. Okay. Well, mind you shall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn pig. Anyways. Uh moving right along. Uh what do we have next? Oh man, so here we a go. Whole new world. <laughs> a whole I new world for you and world. me. We have uh, the no first first images of see. Will Smith as Genie from Aladdin. So, <laughs> what we had going on here was uh, was was a cover was a cover shoot which revealed Will Smith as the Genie, but he wasn't blue. And the whole internet was like, "Hey, man, what the hell are you doing? What's going on? Why aren't you blue? I hate it." Ah! And then he was like, "Calm down, guys. I'm gonna be CG. I'm gonna be blue. It's gonna be okay." Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, very uh wow well, uh, yeah I, I don't even know what to say i i have no faith in this movie now <laughs> no yeah i mean like it's, it's one of those things where um i remember we were talking about this uh off channel do you remember when the disney movies came out and like they had like the cheap imitations come out just to make a quick buck so like they yep. go off the hype yeah. that's what these images look like to me like a bollywood recreation like a, like even like not even like how Bollywood recreation. less budget than the than a Bollywood movie for oh, sure. Bollywood movies have massive budgets. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, they do. Have crazy spec spectacles. Yeah. It just doesn't look anything like the <laughs> original. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like one of the things where Aladdin has, and they all have such like an iconic look. It's like you can't just change that that extreme. Like Aladdin has the vest and he's got the parachute pants and he's got the, the little fez and that's about it, right? But, like, no, he's got, like, some weird Old Navy-looking fleece on underneath it, it looks like. And <laughs> and Jafar's hat makes him look like Top Man from Mega Man. Like, I, it gets cold in Agrabah. Oof. It's, it's, it's just not it's not a good look, Disney. Not a, and it, it's kind of making me a little more skeptical of everything else that's about to hit. Like, we, we have Lion King coming real soon. And now I'm getting a little worried. And, and even worse... Go ahead. I want to save my judgment, like I said before, and I'll wait till we get a trailer. And hopefully we'll see a CG-looking genie. Hopefully they don't Jennifer Lawrence, Will Smith, and have him be genie CGI for like five seconds, and then he's human the entire time. I mean, 
Yeah, the genie was human in the first Aladdin, but only for literally a song, for a duration of a song. And that was Prince Ali, for those who were playing at home. So, it might be good. Who knows? I do like the costuming. Some things you have to take liberties with. Some things you have to keep, you have to, have to keep the same. I personally like Beauty and the Beast live action. It was really well done, in my opinion. And the costumes were great. Beast looked too pretty for me, but other than that, it was a good movie. Sometimes you've really got to wonder if anyone can stand up to Robin Williams' portrayal. I swear to God, if Will Smith ruins friend like me, oh, we're going to have it out, brother. We're going to fight for that title. We're going to fight for that belt. (laughs) Maybe he'll turn it into a rap song like he used to for every movie he was in in the early 90s. Oh, God. You know what? You you couldn't get a Will Smith movie without him just plugging away at the new single on his album. Even the (laughs) the actor who plays the genie in the Broadway Aladdin did it in such a way where it's his own song. Oh, he was amazing, that guy. To this song, and he's an amazing actor. Not saying Will Smith is an amazing actor, he's just maybe a little too full of himself sometimes. If you're going to get someone to replace Robin Williams, I mean, in my opinion, you got to go for Jim Carrey. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's, that's the only one who could go on the mantle. I mean, just I, I can see where they want to go. Uh, they're, you know, re- recasting a white guy with another white guy. Maybe they want to go a little more diverse, potentially. Yeah. I don't know. But like in terms of going blow for blow with impressions and energy and things like that, it's Jim Carrey. I mean, he, he's also off of his fucking gourd right now, too. And just I love it. This is, this is the best version of Tim Carrey right now. I and I'm a huge it. Tim Carrey fan. I it's love amazing. it. And maybe they approached him. kidding? It's actually no. pretty good. Oh, yeah. 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 But, uh, but yeah, I think they're going to do a thing where, because uh, Will Smith said this is like his, uh, his quote-unquote disguise. That's why he looks all human. I think they're going to do the thing where he's going to be acting mainly like that. And then he's going to be genie like sparsely throughout throughout the film, you know. Yeah. They're going to so have, have, like, have all Jennifer these little Lawrence intimate moments thing. where he looks like Will Smith and he's going to look like that. I think there's going to be a lot of that in this movie. And the other backlash is there's a lot of people... Um, especially of Middle Eastern descent who don't like Aladdin or Jasmine Um, because on their end, they're like, oh, these are like really light skinned people playing like uh, like legendary like Arabian people. Like even though Aladdin is like sparsely taken from Arabian culture, they're like, these people are really light skinned and there's actual like Arabian people who are gorgeous and beautiful who can play these roles. But here goes Disney, and there's a lot of um, uh, feedback on that on Twitter where people were just like, "Yo, Disney, what what the hell is up?" from the from yeah. the, uh, the Arabian community. So they they don't. So there's already a quote unquote boycott because uh, the lack of representation there. Because they're like, "Who is this like English girl next door?" Because I think she's English or something like that. And the same yeah. thing with the dude. And then you got Will Smith on top of that. So all right, Aladdin live action first look, not Whoa. a good start. No. Yeah. Look, speaking of Will Smith and his wonderful uh, award winning 90s show, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, his co star, Alfonso Ribeiro, is currently (laughs) in a heated battle with none other than popular game Fortnite. Fortnite has added the epic Carlton, not unusual, dance into their game. Mm. And he says, "Ah, ah, ah, ah." he is currently suing. Epic Games for use of his dancing likeness. But it's not just him. He's not the only one that's doing Mm -mm. it. No, 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 no. Russell Horning. It's really hard to read with this mask on, by the way. (laughs) Russell Horning, uh, also known as Backpack Kid from the uh, 
Katy Perry performance on Saturday Night Live. Uh, I can't flop. He's also suing them based off of their use of flossing, which he claims is kind of his thing. Actually, that's not true. His mother filed the suit because he's underage. Yeah. Real talk. Uh, and the third person is Two Millie, who is using, uh, saying that one of the dances they used was using his Millie Rock video. So that's three people that are going Ooh. for that, uh, as well as they're also suing not just Epic, but they're also suing over NBA 2K, doing the exact same thing, using the same dances in there. Wow. No bueno. Oh, I should announce I'm putting in my lawsuit. Uh, they walk. That's what I do. I walk. So. And I jump out of planes, specifically <laughs> yeah. buses that are floating through the air. Well, <laughs> I guess everybody's wearing their Sunday finest for this class action dance suit. <laughs> Nailed it. Got it. But, but yeah, I, I saw the interview with, with, with the backpack kid because uh, he was the one who came up with, with that floss dance that every like elementary school kid does everywhere in the entire planet. Whenever I go do like a video shoot around any like charity or function around like younger kids are always flossing in the background. But uh, yeah, so so he said it was his mother and, and management who are suing because he said he's a kid. He's young. He's just having fun. But like his mother and uh, and manager thought that they were taking advantage of him because they're, like, his mother was just like, he should get something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he like he did the dance on, on Katy Perry. Like, Katy Perry didn't even know like like he was going to do that dance. He did it like for like, Epic Games. Like, OK, that dance is cool. A lot of people like it. Let's put it directly into the game. Yes. Uh, same thing. So it's the same thing with with the Millie Rock. You know, you develop a dance, and then it's in this game that's making millions and millions, if not billions, of dollars across the entire globe, and you're not getting a cent for it. And same thing with the Carlton dance. You know, that was that was that was his dance. And, and he's do just kids like, still do the Dougie? Remember when the Dougie was the dance to be happening? No, am I just old? Good yes, bit. you are. Yes. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. Like, I wonder what's going to happen uh, in all this. I mean, nothing. If any, if, nothing if anything, is going to happen. Like, if anything, actually. like uh, the the the, for, the Fortnite Epic Games is going to be like, hey, we're we're huge, so we we can make this lawsuit go on for as long as we want. We have unlimited money right no, now. No, no, have unlimited right? money right now. You plebs. <laughs> They're going to pay them off quietly. Yeah, they are. So the interesting thing, I, I think so. is that there was a big controversy when the dance from Scrubs, Donald Face On's dance from Scrubs, yes. ended up in there. Now the interesting thing that is that uh, recently in a Scrubs reunion panel, they kind of address this and bill lawrence one of the creators of scrubs um who is linked to a, another creator of something we're gonna be talking about later today uh talked about how epic games actually reached out to scrubs even though they did not have to because he did say that there's not a legal precedent they own the rights to that dance even though daniel Faison did make it up on the spot um they asked they could put it in the game bill lawrence said yes and daniel Faison says we still haven't received a dime mm. but there's nothing they can do about it and that concludes the story of Epic Games versus the Carlton Dance. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into the next uh, two points here. Number one, we're going to talk about a little Spidey point. If you oh, yeah. finally. Um, Insomniac Games has released a free uh, Spider-Man outfit for anyone who owns the Spider-Man game on the PlayStation 4. I don't know why I'm saying PlayStation 4. There's only one Spider-Man game that anyone's talking about in this day and age, and it's <laughs> this one. Uh, but every single news outlet that's out there has deemed it necessary to say this, so I'm just letting you guys know. Uh, it is the Sam Raimi Spider-Man outfit, uh, the classic Tobey Maguire. So if you were looking for this particular outfit, guess what? It's available for you right now and if you were one of literally thousands who were complaining about it now you can feel validated for no reason at i don't all. understand why people were complaining about not having this outfit commence complaining about something else i'll, I'll admit yeah. 
it wasn't what I thought of when I started playing the Spider-Man game. I didn't even, it wasn't even a thought in my mind. I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's there. I fired up Spider-Man, played with the suit, but yeah. I wasn't missing anything. And I don't think you can really get anything with the suit. It just looks cool. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. That, that, that's, that's really, that's really it. Yeah. I mean, there should, I, <laughs> the more suits you give me, the happier I am going to be with that game. And the more I am going to play it because this gives, it does breathe a little bit of new life into it. But the fact that like, I had heard that all of these people were like, we need to suit now you give it to us now. And then insomniac seemingly gave in. We don't really know if that was the case or if they're going to release it for the holiday season. Anyways, we don't know. Uh, Considering development time, you'd almost have to think it was already in the works. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. And it's funny because people were pointing that out on Twitter. They're just like, oh, I hope everybody feels bad that they're literally yelling at these game developers to put this in the game. And here it is. And if you think that they did it on the fly just because people were screaming at it, then you don't know how game development works. Yeah. Nope. There's, a There's lot one man of in a basement. We whipped him until he made the gosh darn 2002 spider-man suit it's it's incredible and it's funny how there's like a whole generation of people who were just so demanding of every single developer i mean i don't know where we've gotten to uh in this day and age where it's just like people feel so entitled it's like hey i love your game i love everything about it now give me everything that i want give me give me this give me that give me give me give me it's like what what mm. what they don't it's owe you anything games have changed back in the 80s and 90s video games are trying to kill you you needed skill to beat Metroid, you need skill to beat Mario Brothers. It was trying to kill you. Now, games are trying to please you. And that's what people ah, want. It's ah, a good way of looking at it. Mm, interesting. Um, speaking of things that are going to be pleasing people, oh, yeah. specifically anime fans around the world, uh, Young Midoriya is uh, going to be in the Jump Force video game coming out in February of 2019. You, yes. you can all rest easy. You can rejoice. There's no one else um, announced yet from My Hero Academia. This is certainly boding well for, for fans of the hit anime series. Um, I know. I think I've, I'm on whatever is dubbed I have watched, essentially. And I am super, super fucking That excited. would be all three seasons, my friend. The, for the third season came out dubbed? I don't even know. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I got something to watch later. Yeah. <laughs> very excited but this is really cool uh i can't wait to out of all the characters that are out there this is the one that i want to start with for sure i want to see midoriya against goku i just want to see what happens it's gonna be so good <laughs> he breaks every bone in his body and <laughs> discovers the secret of turning super saiyan the, and the thing and is it, it's such a good show like it's, it's so, so well made i mean every so often like you you look for a good show and a good anime to watch and you're like what's out there and every so often somebody comes up with an idea like this like sure it has simulators to other shows like i've seen like uh, comparisons to like naruto and stuff like that yeah. but but i don't think that's a bad thing i mean no. this show stands all on its own and the characters are so well-rounded yeah and they have such great backstories and they have interesting powers and the way they use them too like the way he's given his power and the way he figures out how to use it and the fact that like it, it does such damage to his body when he uses this power Ooh. is amazing and and you feel for him when he just goes all out he has the fighting spirit he wants to be a hero so bad after not having any sort of quirk for the longest time and and being able to embody that spirit in this game i think is going to be a lot of fun like what, I'm just, what enemy is that again my hero academia really yeah wow from the commercials what? it doesn't look too wow huh i'm shocked 
Oh, it's, it's amazing, my hero academia. If you're not watching that, you gotta it's you gotta really start good. watching it. It's it's yeah. fucking wonderful. It's all the fun of a school anime with the added superhero sidekick spicing that everybody would want. Yeah, it's it's so good. It's basically a world of heroes and sidekicks and villains. And instead of like like I'm an X Men, people are mutants, and that's why they have their powers. Here, it's called quirks. So you have a quirk, like some people can fly, some people can grow really big, some people can use ice and fire powers at the same time. Um, there's there's one like the main hero, like the hero of all heroes, who has super strength. Uh, he's he, he he can jump really high. It makes it look like he's flying. All of his super moves, he screams his super moves, and they're all like either U.S. cities or the United States itself. Yeah. So so have like like Detroit <laughs> smash or M- M- Missouri slam. <laughs> And then, and then and then finally United States Smash. <laughs> it's so good. He's supposed is that the to be big like American. Guy? Yeah, he's supposed to be American. He's a big buff blonde hair guy. Yeah. And and then when he loses power, he's just like this scrawny dude. Uh, I, just I like, love okay. when he loses his power because he's just so like bitter and angry, and it's, it's and, and it's and it's also killing him. So he gets into like this scrawny thing, and he's like <laughs> and coughs blood. <laughs> so good. But his it's, voice doesn't change. It's just it's just as deep. He's just not as like Superman classic Silver Agey. Which is yeah. really awesome, and uh, and he's so like bombastic. It's like what the Japanese thing, like American superhero is. He's all like, ha, 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 "Have no fear, because I'm here." And people are like, "Yes, all might." And his name's All Might. They're like, "All Might, you're here." And he's like, "Yes, ha, ha. it's so good." And this kid like wants to be like him, and he he receives his power, but his body can't take it. So whenever he does a smash or whatever, like his bones will break, like his bones, his fingers, stuff like that. And he'll get it fixed. But at the same time, they tell him like, like you're going to like eventually like mess yourself up. But he has such a great fighting spirit because he's always wanted to be a superhero and he had no quirk when he was born, but then he eventually gets this. It's, it's, you got to watch it. It's, it's really, really good. And I can't yeah, wait to play. Jump and, uh, if they have him in there, they're going to have like the other heroes. And I can't wait for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dave, are you running us out tonight? Absolutely. So today's officially one year until the release of episode nine. Now, the reason why I bring it up because it severely went under the radar because I think no one cares about Star Wars anymore and it's kind of sad. So my question to you guys is, do you still have hype for it or is it completely gone because of episode eight and Solo? Ooh, uh, that's it's, a great it's mainly question. gone because of episode eight. Solo didn't ruin any hype for Star Wars for me, personally. It It was pretty much on par in terms of accountability to the prequels which i don't really have an issue with so i mean episode eight kind of did ruin a little bit of it for me personally uh Mm. to the point where i used to have special star wars shoes that i only wore when i went to go see star wars movies and i'm just wearing them now special star wars shoes oh yeah they got their 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 van slip-ons and they got like all the different like uh like star wars ships on there like oh i know those those are tight yeah yeah Yeah. now i just wear them outside like i'll yeah i'll admit i i i go back and forth episode eight i'll watch it i'll like it and then i'll watch episode seven and it's like oh the story we could have had yeah the groundwork was there it could have been something more and then eight comes out and it's I just, it makes me sad because now I, and Sergio and I have had conversations about this. I almost like the Avengers more than the Star Wars now. It hypes yeah. me more than how Star Wars used to hype me. And I don't know how to feel about that. 
Mm. Yeah, because like it's like I'll say it before and I'll say it again. You know, just uh, subverting expectations for the sake of subverting expectations, but under the guise of it's an artsy decision, which is bullshit. Like, doesn't make you have a good movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, th- th- there's talk behind the scenes where, where where Ryan Johnson was making the Last Jedi while the Force Awakens was happening, which answers some things but i don't buy that because he perfectly doesn't answer any of the questions laid down by jj and kazdan yeah. it's it's ridiculous like it's, it's like there's like check boxes going down it's like don't answer that don't answer that give away the snoke do this do that and here's my own movie fuck you guys yeah so so my, my hype definitely died down to answer your question be because of the last jedi and i know it's 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 such like a crazy topic because because you don't know where people stand in this it's like talking about religion and politics now it's yes! nuts it's nuts like amongst the geek role it's like if we talk about like last jedi it's like oh where do you stand pal where do you it's like it's like you have a standoff and everyone's pointing guns at each other. where do you stand man do you like it or not what do you think which camp are you are you toxic are you toxic why can't you I've just like it man just, just, just like it why can't like... you just fucking like it man and i'm just like what i can not like it and still like star wars yeah you know i've seen I mean? i've gone to convention i've seen guys wearing t-shirts that say fire ryan johnson it's like ooh. That's uh, yeah. That I, I don't agree with that. That's, that's really that's toxic. Kind of Fire, right? That seems really tame to what most of the fan base wants to do to him. Yeah, mm. and that and that's Yikes. that. The, it, it sucks that the fan base, uh, the fan base that got toxic, was the loudest. And I and it sucks that in mainstream media, those guys seem to represent the Star Wars fan base. And it was You're so sensationalized, and and I don't agree with them. Like you know, like but b- bullying Kelly Marie Tran, like but b- bullying Ryan Johnson. It's like don't yeah. bully them. Give them critiques. Tell them why you don't like it. Give constructive feedback. They won't listen because clearly they're doing their own fucking thing. But at the same time, it's like don't be like oh, I'll fucking kill you. It's like what is I that going to do? It's going to do nothing. Yeah. You know? And honestly, I don't blame Kelly Marie Tran. She's just working with the subject she had. Yeah. yeah, the same Absolutely. can be said, you know. And Emily Portman in the tril- in the original in the prequel trilogy, mm-hmm. she's a great actress, but she was working with what she had. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and it sucks because Kelly Marie Tran is such a nerd, and she was a huge fan. She's always a huge fan. She's like, I'm in Star Wars. Yeah, and the people are telling her to die. Like that is. <laughs> terrible that's horrible could you imagine yeah. you finally get into like this thing you saw when you were a kid you love all the toys you love all the lore all the stuff you get into the franchise and people are like hey man why don't you die it's like what yeah are that's you kidding shitty. me that's absolutely come shit. on yeah i just feel terrible. bad i mean i know he can do it but i feel kind of bad for jj abrams because he has a lot of pressure right now hey. to wrap this hey. up He's answer questions and make it amazing. He's weaved JJ we trust. He he's weaved through lost. So I'm pretty sure there's no curveballs that he <laughs> did can't. he did he t- towards the end did he though? No, I mean like <laughs> so in ter- in terms of finishing a story, mm-hmm. you know, like like the you can't get more obscure and more like out of the fucking ballpark than in terms of just craziness than lost. But it was it a great ending? No. Was it an ending? Yes. Yes. So, I mean, we'll ultimately see what happens. Lost, a show he definitely wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's yeah. it. But, uh, yeah, well, we'll see what happens with Star Wars. I have no idea where J.J. can go with this. Because yeah. Last Jedi seemed like it had an end. Yes! Like it ended. It like that was the end of the series! Like it Why? Ended. Yeah. Like- Why? <laughs> Like Ryan Johnson really made his own movie in within her trilogy. It's it's, it's gonna it's gonna start with like Luke waking up and be like, man, I had a weird dream, and then just continue. can you imagine that That's would be would amazing? I would I, I would get up and weird cheer. milk. I, I I would like because the way the way that um like Ryan Johnson just treated 
the previous movie. We, he he pretty much did that. We're ignoring all of that. Then I'm going to be like, fine, I'm going to fucking ignore all that you did. And it's just going to be like an <laughs> ignore off, essentially. That would be amazing. Like, they have like a director off. It's like, all right, screw you, Ryan. <laughs> Two 40-year-old men behaving like children. Mm-hmm. What's more, Star Wars than mm-hmm. that? So good. Oh, man. I ask you. All and, and, right. And I, and I, and Yep. Uh, moving right along, let's, let's go right into the main subject and why we've gotten all of these spider people on our show tonight <laughs> into the Spider-Verse. Now, I want to know what your thoughts were when you first heard about this movie and you knew that Sony was going to be making it. What was kind of going through your mind? What were your first impressions? Why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does this need to exist? Like, nah. This sounds like the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Yes. Why the hell would we go into the movies and see this? Yes. Yeah, and the premise itself sounded kind of wacky. It's just like, okay, they're gonna be multiple spider people, and it's gonna be animated. Uh, I'm not sure how that's gonna work. It's Sony in association with Marvel, so it's probably not gonna work at all. Is mm. what I thought. Yeah, I mean the the premise for me, I dug, but it, for me, it was all about that Sony brand name on there. I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. I've been I've been burned about six times before with Sony and, and comic <laughs> so, properties. Only six. Yeah, Question though. Any of you guys seen the Hotel Transylvania movies? I saw the first one, and then I did I, I saw the first one, and yeah. I thought it was very meh. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed all three of them, and it's the same Sony Animation Department. Interesting. As oh, well, wow. Yes, it is. Sony Animation did all of them, as well as the writer of this movie, Mr. Phil Lord, uh, is also one of the writers of the Lego movie, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Which is and awesome. And tie back to what I talked about earlier, one of the funniest shows of the late 90s was Clone High, which had the trio of Phil Lord, Chris Miller, mm. and Bill Lawrence, who is the creator of Scrubs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Bill Lawrence Shit. also married did to you, Chris yeah. Miller. Did you catch the Easter egg for Clone High in this movie? What? No. Nope. There was a Times Square. High. Oh, that's oh. awesome. No. That's sick. Oh, wait. There's, yes. Yes, I did. There's a poster on Gwen's wall. Nice. It's got JFK and Abe on it. Uh, and there's also like there was stuff in Times Square too. Like their their past works were plastered around oh Times yeah. Square. Yeah. Yeah. Um let's let's go to over to Dot Spider for a brief movie summary of what we saw. Oh my goodness. Yes. This movie starts following not a Mr. Peter Parker, but Mr. Miles Morales, a middle schooler. Very smart, goes off to his school, uh, ends up getting bit by a radioactive spider. Uh, in the meantime, Kingpin is kind of experimenting with these dimension bending technology that ends up kind of smashing dimensions together, bringing a in more, uh, Miles's world dead Spider-Man, Peter Parker, from another dimension into his, and they need to fight to restore the stability of said dimensions. Along the way, they've run into lots of other different Spider-Men from, or Spider-Ladies, if you will, from different universes. And uh, hilarity and hijinks ensue. Hmm. Spider-People. Hmm. All the Spider-People. All the Spider-People coming in this movie, the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> so, you've, you've seen the movie now. Uh, what, what, what do you think about it? Is it good? Is it worth the hype? There's a lot of hype around this right now. It's one of the greatest superhero movies I've ever seen. And I say it without a hint of irony. I When I left the theater, I almost, I considered just buying a ticket for another one and walking right back in. Like, I, I liked it that much. 
Uh, I can't stop listening to the soundtrack. I can't stop like looking up. I feel like I'm a kid again, like like scouring the television, looking for any little clip that I can get to like watch more of it again. I'm I am going to buy the most expensive version of this home release that I can find. It's just I agree. I love this movie. I agree. Watching it, I felt like a little kid. Not many movies can do that to me nowadays, but. There's so many times I was like, get him, Spider-Man, get him, Miles, get him, Miles, and jumping up and down and going nuts. It was great. It was a fun ride. There, there were so many points, too. Did your audience clap at the end of the movie? I haven't had that happen no. in well, years. That, I, my, yeah. I mean, I yeah, went to an did. odd showing, too. So mine was like maybe me and seven other people, which was mm. which was nice. Um, I'm pretty sure I was the only one laughing as hard as like in that whole theater yeah there were points where i laughed way too hard and i can hear it a little echoing i was like oh i should come i should calm down a little bit. <laughs> um i should have picked a more reasonable hour to go to the movie theater <laughs> it wasn't that unreasonable it was just a weird one uh, but yeah, it was it was such it's such a well-made movie right? like the premise alone sounds like it shouldn't have worked but it no. worked so well too well and and it was it was it was so great you had all these different backstories of all these different spider people and even when they were rehashing and talking about them over they're like all right let's start this again i'm peter parker <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then later on the movie let's start this again i'm gwen stacy i'm in a rock band and it, and it works so well each time each character went over their origin story and where they came from and what their their qualms were ah you couldn't help but feel for each and every one of them. Mm. You ever think that maybe it's just when you adapt something that's already a really great comic book story, it turns out to be a really great well, movie? Well, I, I think part of why this works so well is they don't pretend to adapt something that's already in existence. They, like, yeah. right off the bat, they tell you this is different right it starts off with um the whole spider-man like okay we already know what's going on i kissed upside down i stopped the train i stopped the boat from falling in half i've done Here's all, all the movies from the sam raimi thing well and and the they MCU. even did the dance thing he goes we, we don't talk about that yeah yeah <laughs> and then you go through all this right and it goes through the whole thing and um that peter parker of this world dies Right. And they, they played this very, very strategically. You see his lens is broken. You see his eye and you're like, okay, blue eye. And we all know it's Peter Parker. And then he unmasks himself and he has blonde hair. Now, everyone's got reaction. I would assume that had not read Spider-Man comics from the what late nineties, early two thousands was <coughs> Scarlet Spider. Well, yeah. I mean, like everyone's like, ben Riley. ben Riley, what's going on? And everyone else is probably like, he doesn't have blonde hair. They right off the bat, they're like, "This is not your Peter Parker. This is not what you know and love." They, and they just take it from there, right? So I, I think they did a great job at being like, "This is our own thing. You shouldn't have any expectations other than what you've been promised." And I think that's smart for a comic book movie. Yeah, and they absolutely crushed it with this story, and everybody in my theater was loving it. Absolutely loving it. There was applause. There was cheers. You like uh, when when the drama kicked in. You could hear like some people sniveling, like sniffing in the yeah. theater. You know, like I can hear like like teardrops. I can hear the salt run down people's faces on the side of their cheeks in the theater when certain moments were happening. And it was so damn good. And and especially for an animation too, they went all out. This style is is amazing. But uh, we'll, awesome. we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, I think I think uh, for uh, it's hard to pick a favorite character in this movie 
Because there's so many and they're so good. I did yeah. like Nicolas Cage as the noir Spider-Man. Yes. I thought, ah, I yes. thought that was great. Yeah. Why is it windy? Why is, there's no wind in here. We're inside. Where I am, there's always wind. <laughs> there's always wind. He's just <laughs> at a love when they were fighting in Aunt May's house. He's just like, we don't <laughs> we, we don't pick the venue, we just dance. <laughs> <laughs> I it's so that. good. Oh man. Um, but yeah, did you guys have a have a standout favorite character? <gasps> oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson's Spider-Man. The 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 overweight middle-aged Spider-Man. Definitely the heart of the story. Loved him. Yeah. I love Jake Johnson. And he killed it. Dead. It's dead. That's how good he killed it. Yeah. It goes Nick from, uh, from Nick from New Girl. For yeah. me, it goes back and forth. It's either A, the the, the, the Spider-Man noir, because he is kind of funny, he looks cool, but I really I really like Spider-Gwen a lot, and I don't know why. She just seems like something was really cool about her, and I kind of like that, uh, you know, I mean, this is obviously from what Greg and Casey told me about the comics, the fact that she becomes Spider-Man and Peter Parker becomes the lizard and he ends up dying and all that stuff is kind of fucking cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm. they got everyone's origin in there and they didn't beat you over the head with it. Nope. Yeah. Which is what I really and the, appreciated. And the I wasn't even like upset the at the girl in the mech. I see. I didn't like her. She's my least favorite. I think she yeah. I think she was underdeveloped. <laughs> I think she was just there just to be there. Like, I agree, but I wasn't annoyed by her. It's like, oh, neat. Yeah, I don't know. They, like, for a movie that had so much going on in its favor, they just ignored completely. Yeah, um, absolutely. Penny. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think she was, she was my least favorite. Yeah, I didn't like the three. I honestly, I, uh, I mean, I was amused by the th- the kind of three extras, the the Penny, Spider Ham, and Spider Man Noir. But uh, it kind of took me out of it a little bit. Yeah, I felt like it would have been a better movie without them. I, I really. I do, I do. I mean, it was a good movie. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was great. But wasn't a big fan of that. However, I was very excited of the voice actors that played all three of them. Mm. We had uh, John Mulaney as Spider Man, mm-hmm. uh, Spider Ham. Yes. Sorry. Uh, Nicholas Cage as Spider Man Noir. And I don't know if you know her or recognize the voice. At first, I was like, "Is that Kristen Bell?" And it wasn't. It was Kamiko Glenn, who we know from Orange Is the New Black, uh, as well as she had a run on the Sarah Bareilles play Waitress, where she played one of the title character, one of the main characters there, and she's pretty great. Yeah, I agree. Like her, her, her role in as as Spider Gwen was was spot on. Like you, 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 you got her character. You understood her turmoil. Like even when she went into the whole like 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 Peter Parker in her like realm died. Like she felt like she let him down. She felt like she she shouldn't have been a superhero, but she has the power to be a hero. It's it's kind of like what uh what what Tom Holland Spider Man said in Infinity War. It's it's like when you have these abilities and 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 you can do the things that I do, and you don't, and the bad stuff happened because of you you know what i mean like like you have these abilities and you have these powers and so when her peter parker died she's like i could just lay down and just not do this anymore because because why but i have these powers and there's a bad guy over there it's up to me now to stop it and i loved how strong she was in in this movie like she she, she wasn't underdeveloped she wasn't useless she wasn't just like thrown in like she served she the purpose. didn't need to be saved she did yeah. the saving yeah 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 and like and she stood on her own and she wasn't annoying like she wasn't an annoying an annoying character which which was great, yeah, you know, absolutely. Because because oftentimes you'll see that they throw those roles in it, just be like, look, guys, representation, but it's like ah, undercooked, mm. you know. 
uh, in certain movies, like uh, a certain certain underwater movie, we'll we'll talk about in a future podcast because <laughs> I started early screening. We'll talk about that. Oh God. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Let's, let's talk about Aunt May for a minute because this is a much different take on Aunt May than what we've seen yeah. before. Lily fucking Tomlin. Like, vo- yeah, like like I, she talked and I was like, who the fuck is? Why does that sound so familiar? It's Debbie Fitterer. That's who it is. It was and she kicked ass. She, she was like. A better Alfred, almost. Yes. <laughs> she had that vibe. And, like, she's making the web shooters in this, and she's doing, like, all this stuff. It was just, it was crazy. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really, I've never in my life been excited about Atmec, ever, until this movie. And her in that scene where she's sipping the tea out of the cup, and she's like, took you long enough. And it's like, ah, <laughs> so good. Right? So, Pennyworth. Uh, and, and, um... <laughs> This art style didn't annoy me as much as I thought it would. Like the the choppy animation didn't seem choppy when I was watching it. Yeah, it, it's kind of like you adjust yeah. to it as you watch them because in the trailers it was definitely jarring. You're like, oh, what is this like weird stop motion 3D animation? Yeah. That's odd. But at, but when you're watching the movie, it works. Oh yeah. And I th- and I, and I think um and I, and I think and I think it's just a testament to like what they've done here. They've methodically thought out this style where like you're looking through a comic book, but you're looking through another dimension. Um, so, so you have it where the backgrounds are like really bright and vibrant or dull when they need to be. And they have like those like comic book dots in them for certain things. And you can see them inside the skin of certain characters at times. So they knew when to pop in and pop out that style. But like, even when, when things were out of focus, you saw like the kind of like the, like the double vision of like certain older comic books, which I thought was really cool that they did that and uh and, and you saw and the action was really good too the action was i think the characters were smooth when yes. action was oh, yeah. happening oh, yeah. Super absolutely smooth, you know? and the action was was so good and you can see exactly what was going on the moves like felt like like the punches felt like they hit like uh when 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 they went to go mm. when they went to the facility uh the octavius is for facility to to get the uh the, the data from there and they were escaping oh man like uh the when they were swinging through like escaping from doc Ock. that scene was was really cool and speaking of art style the way they treated some of the characters like the way um spider-man himself like spider-man peter parker look he had like a different kind of shape to his head and everything his body kind of had like 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 a v like the, the up, yeah, like yeah, triangle yeah. shape you know kind of like a bodybuilder kind of yeah. thing and then there's the slubby one was a bit more pudgy miles had like a bigger head because he's because he's a kid yeah. and like a kid body and stuff like that and uh and even, even the villains too like i love i love the the scene where uh where, where where doc ock is revealed and then her style too the way they yes, treated her, her hair it wasn't that yeah genius it was like, like character an octopus. design <laughs> it was like an octopus yeah. Hair, hair. yeah oh man that was dude wonderful. it was it was so good especially when like she she was examining uh the schlubby uh, <laughs> But she was examining somebody, Peter Parker, and she was just like, "Hmm, you've been phasing in and out, and you've been you've been glitching." He was like, "Yeah, you know, glitching. Uh, it's a thing that happens, you know, yeah. whatever." And she's like, "Oh, yeah, and you're kind of pudgy. Yeah, I was kind of fit before, I, you know, the whole thing started happening, and I came to this dimension." And she was just like, "Hmm, I'm gonna love watching you crumble." And he was like, oh, what, "What did you say your name was again?" Oh, uh, Octavius. But they just call me. And then she yeah. like turns into. I was like, "Yo, reveal." <laughs> Olivia Octavius. Great! Oh my god, I had no idea that was coming. Like, I had, I had that no was a idea. good secret. Yeah, that that was great because uh, like she's all like being a doctor helping me out, and she's just like, I'm gonna enjoy watching you die. And he was like, Wait, what? What did you say your name was? 
And she was terrifying too. The way she, the way she moved, the way she was menacingly coming after them. I was like, holy! I, crap. I liked how her personality changed because she went from being like a hippie and like kind of almost sniveling and hunched over to just complete badass, really like fucking up three people at once. Right, like complete upright <laughs> posture, like her demeanor change and everything. I was like, whoa, that was really good. I liked her tentacles. They looked like organic, the way they were like going around and stuff. Like I thought it was like really cool. Yeah. Yeah, and the fact that they're just, yeah, they're just completely different from the tentacles that we know. Like, again, mm-hmm. just like going, okay, this is obviously not Otto Octavius, not the Doc Ock that you know. We could just do almost whatever we want, but still have respect to the original character. I, and and I would say that was one of my favorite favorite scenes. How about you guys? Mm, so yeah. my favorite scene, and it's one that's on YouTube, and I watch it a lot. Not gonna lie, mm-hmm. um, it is when Miles finally gets the Spider Man costume, and it, we see a bit of it in the trailer when he like has the hood going on, and he's got his like his jacket and all of that, and they have um what they have that song playing that's like the only song that's really from the soundtrack that like anyone really knows right now, and he's <laughs> just like falling and he hears the monologue of like what was going on the dialogue from from um good old nick miller aka jake johnson aka uh schlubby peter parker in this and about how like you won't know if you're spider-man it'll just happen you just have to take that leap of faith and he just backwards jumps off of the building and lets like the web try to like catch him and just takes off and like the music picks up at just the right moment and he goes off to like fight in that final fight. That moment for me, like I got, I haven't gotten the legitimate tinglys from a movie in a, quite some time. And that one, I was just like, this is just fucking rad. I love this shit. Because <laughs> everything they did was just so on point. So like the perfect. acting, you, 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 you felt it. Like you felt it come through the screen. They did such a good job. My my favorite scene, and it's such a it's a small but powerful scene, is when like Miles finally reveals to his uncle that he's Spider Man. And it's it's Woo. such a strong Ali. scene. And as as an audience, as the audience, you don't know what he's gonna do as Prowler. Does he does he continue on with his job? Because he says he never quits. He doesn't stop. Or does he just back off from his nephew and he does the right thing for the first time in his life? He just gives up, hands up, and fucking Kingpin shoots him in the back. That, it was such, Ooh. that's where we got to see, I hate to say it, but that's where we see our hero be born. That's when Miles becomes Spider-Man in that exact moment. That that was that was his Uncle Ben moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what needed to happen. And 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 when, when that gunshot rang off and Kingpin shot him in the back, like people jumped in my theater because it was just so unexpected. Yeah. I think I jumped too. I was just like, whoa, we're we're, well, we're like, doing this. The, the thing that like was so unexpected for me too is like in the comics, Prowler is not a nice dude by any stretch of the imagination. Right? And like the fact that he wasn't gonna kill Miles, I was like, holy shit, what is this? Yeah. And then, like, and all who voiced uh, Aaron? I forget, I forget his name. Marshall Ali. Yeah, Cotton Mouth. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, he's he's such a damn good oh, actor, dude. dude. He's great. Yeah, yeah. Did, Moonlight Man. Did did, did you guys catch who voiced uh, Blonde Peter Parker? Yes. Yeah, Chris Pine. Mr. Christopher. Pine. Yeah. <laughs> they they did a really good job because I, I, I thought it, I thought it was just Jake Johnson at first. 
And Same. it was very, very similar. But then I looked it up afterwards. Actually, that part got spoiled for me, too. And I just forgot about it when I was seeing it. I was going through the IMDb, which you should never, ever, ever do for a movie you're excited about before you go see it. <laughs> and it said Chris Pine as Peter Parker. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to just like try to figure out. I saw that. And I did forget. And then afterwards, I was seeing I was like, oh, yeah, who was he? And then, you know, it's like, oh, he, he was pretty. He was, he was the perfect Peter Parker. Wow. That's a mouthful. Perfect Peter Parker. Perfect Peter perfect Parker. Peter How many Parker. pickle puppies is Peter Parker? Perfect Peter Parker. Parker. Perfect Peter Parker. Um, what do you guys think made this movie so special? I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Like, uh, for, for one, the actors that they got, like, understood that this was an event. It wasn't just a movie. Like, this was their chance to do something special. And and they weren't. I don't. I think think the, the this studio was just. It's like like so Sony was like, hey, you guys just do what you want. Like do what you need to do. You have free reign. We're not gonna rein you in. We're not gonna tell you what to do. And they made something special here because the acting stands out more than anything of this movie. The acting and the art style stand out. And you have great acting in certain animations, but then you have acting. In certain animations that just bring it out because you felt every single emotion in this movie. Like, um, like there's a part where 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 Miles is talking to to the schlubby Peter and he's telling him, you know, how he's schlubby. having trouble with it. <laughs> he's having trouble with his powers and this and that, you know, like like the spider sense and stuff and stuff like that. And then uh, and and then Peter's like, oh well, you know, just put your mask on or whatever, and just 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 pay attention to your senses, like of, of when you're when you're in danger, you know. And then you know he takes his mask off and 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 Peter kind of looks at me. He's just like, oh. Oh, mm. because he realizes that he's talking to a young black kid in New York. Mm. So his spider sense is gonna always be always gonna be going off. So he's just like, All right, the rules are kinda different for you. I don't I don't I don't know I don't know how to give you advice, yeah. dude. <laughs> and I was just like, damn, that's that was like to me, like like the, that that was a good moment that, that that I caught in this movie. I was just like, wow, we're going here, yeah. damn, this movie's crazy, you know. And we're also doing stuff like 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 playing Biggie in like when he went to Brooklyn, yes! played awesome. Biggie. I was like, yes! yo, playing Biggie in Brooklyn, yes. Like, look at this movie, dude. <laughs> this is crazy. I never thought I was gonna hear Biggie like I, I in, in this like. Like people, the people who made this movie, like this is like a love letter to every single part, like a love letter to New York, to Spider-Man fans, to animation fans, to good movie writing, acting. I, 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 I don't think it was a culmination of stuff that made this a special movie. In my in my theater, there was a dude sitting all the way in the back watching this, and when Big came on, I just heard, "Oh shit!" Like he just came out, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, man, I feel you, yeah, yeah." Dude, like, oh, dude, we're going here. Yeah. Throughout this whole movie, I think I was tapping my foot or like nodding along or just like grooving every minute it was just wonderfully done that the music choices just on point uh especially the syncing up with action and when they did change some songs it mm -hmm. was for a purpose and they matched it up really really well um let's kind of uh move right along because we are getting close to that time let's talk about that last stan lee cameo uh. Ooh, man! What a what a perfect cameo to have be a last one. It's the, I think the number one character that he's known for creating, or that universe, anyways, right? It's a celebration of Spider Man and who can be Spider Man, and and, and really, he, he said it himself, everyone's Spider Man. You put on that mask, you're Spider Man, and. <laughs> Then they put that little joke in there, which is just like the cherry on top, just to keep up with the Stan Lee uh, sense of humor and tradition, where he goes, well, what if it doesn't fit? And he goes, 
Oh, it always fits. And you get like the thing is like, oh man, it's always gonna fit. Or it, so it, it'll good. fit. It'll fit eventually. At some point, it always fits. <laughs> and then he like nods over to the little sign that says no refunds. <laughs> it was great. But it was such a good heartfelt moment with uh, Stan oh, Lee, yeah. and and I love how and I love his character design because you're like, yo, that's Stan Lee. Yes. Right? And oh, man, just just the way like it, this is like the the greatest cameo that he's had and supposedly he's actually peppered throughout the movie really like he's in the background and stuff oh, yeah. i gotta see it again yeah. i have to see it. I, yeah i was i was listening to a podcast earlier and someone was saying that he's like peppered throughout the movie like in different scenes i was like oh wow awesome. i didn't i didn't know that yeah, yeah. I, i'm definitely seeing this movie again in theaters at least at least one more time yeah at least absolutely yeah like i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be good like because there's so many things going on in this movie at any given point and there's supposedly there's easter eggs all like abound like everywhere yeah you know? oh yeah yeah. Absolutely, best Stanley cameo you think? Yeah, I, I think best Stanley cameo. You know, like the the acting was on point. It was very heartfelt. The other ones were goofy, and he enjoyed them. Like he he's like Stanley said, he enjoyed the cameo in the Amazing Spider Man where he's in the library and and Spider Man <laughs> and and uh, and the lizard are fighting behind him. He thought he thought that was pretty cool. He said he had fun with that. Yeah, but I think this one was really oh man, it was so great because it was so like quiet and, and just it was on point. Yeah, it was very. It was an intimate moment, like, as opposed to just like here's a joke. Ba -da -ba -ba -da -ba. It, it felt that way. Too. Although, although it did still have the joke, but yeah. it was after all the hard yeah. stuff. Yeah, exactly. But it was a it, it was a good tasteful joke. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the post credit scene, uh, we have kind of like a dark setting happening, and and someone talking to an AI. It turns out that someone, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. This is one of those things where it's it's like you're waiting this whole movie for. Spider-Man 2099, at least me, because we have like Penny Parker, who hasn't done much of anything. Uh, Nick Cage, who is wonderful as Spider-Man Noir, kind of wasted because he didn't so really good. do much, like in my opinion, that was of noteworthy, yeah. right? He was just kind of funny and Nick Cagey, and that's about it. And I'm like, why couldn't they just swap any one of these guys out for Spider-Man 2099? Like, I don't get it. If you want um, to keep the, the cast diverse... He's suspended. Like it, it works. Like you could still just swap him out. It's fine. And then they have a plan for him, which is unlike Sony, really, if you think about it. <laughs> Usually, I feel like they just kind of make it up as they go. Um, oh, and yeah. what they're doing is they're kind of setting up as almost like remember the show Sliders. Glenn Mallory never they're, heard. They're of setting them. up uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine to be the Jerry O'Connell of the Spider Verse. Where he can willy nilly go through different dimensions and different talk to different spider people. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I was really kind of hoping it would be Spider UK because in the comics he is kind of like the head of like the the spider people that jump dimensionally, but because he happens to be a member of the Captain Britain Corps, that's where that's old hat for yeah. him. Um, but ultimately. I was pleasantly surprised to see that 299 was in there. I was also pleasantly surprised to see that it was Oscar Isaac doing the voice of it, which yeah. is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and that little uh, jab at the meme, at the, the Spider-Man who, yes. who meme, which is really funny. You're pointing. No, you're pointing. You haven't seen pointing until you've been pointed at by me, Mr. Yes. Dude, I, I died when they had the 60s. And, and they had that classic I, 60s style, too, the art style from the You cartoon. guys want another yes. fun fun fact about that yeah. scene? Voice actor of 1967 Spider-Man, same guy who did it in 1967. Really? Awesome. That's they really got cool. an 88-year-old voice actor to come out of dude, retirement dude. and oh re-voice Spider-Man. Just for that scene. That's so good. <laughs> it, it was so worth it. And 
Stan Lee voices Jameson in that scene. <gasps> oh, what? That's really cool. Yeah, That's so they awesome. got you with a double cameo on that one. Oh, my God. Good ending scene, dude. Good post credit. Yeah. Did you guys talk about how they tried to get Tobey Maguire for old man Peter Parker in this movie? Really? Oh, I, yeah. He was their first choice before they went to Jake. I, I almost prefer did. that it's not him. J- Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. Oh, Jack Johnson sorry. is uh, Jack, the Jack composer of the Curious George soundtrack. Yeah, J- J- Jack Johnson sings about banana pancakes. All <laughs> right, you know who I am. Um, no, I prefer that but, it's a different Well, in one. my universe, they recast him to be banana pancake making Spider-Man. Mm. <laughs> it's been a whole to-do. Yeah. But, but yeah, I definitely recommend this movie to everyone. Oh, yeah. Like there, there are people who are on the fence about it. They're like, "Hey, sir, it's like you saw the movie. Like, is is any good? Should I go see it?" Because people are like, "Oh, it looks cool, but I'm not too sure." Like, it's definitely a good time. It has a, it has like one of the best coherent stories for a Spider-Man movie like that that I've ever seen. And especially that it weaves all these different Spider-Man people in it. I think they do a great job. Like the the music, the music is on point. The art style is on point. The acting, I can't stress enough, is phenomenal. Like if you want to go in and have a good story, like this movie is it. Like I would definitely say this is worth full price to go see. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, oh, absolutely. Yeah. more than more than once, and buy it on home release and all of that good stuff. Support this Support movie. This movie forever. Although, and this is going to bring us up to the secret question. <laughs> So tonight, we talked about um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. We talked about uh, all the things that made it wonderful. We talked about the final Stan Lee cameo. We talked about the music, the art style, the voice acting, some things you might have missed along the way. Uh, We all know that every once in a while, someone is going to get something right in their work when you have a long history of not. I want to know how you think Sony is going to fuck up Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse 2. I want you to think about it long and hard because I'm afraid they're going to. I'm not afraid. I kind of am expecting it at this point. Really? But they did such a good job with this one. How are they going to mess up the next one? I don't know. People said that about Spider-Man 1 and then Spider-Man 2. Yeah, but Spider-Man but Two was better than movie. Spider-Man One. Spider-Man Three yeah, was, I was garbage. Say, that was a terrible analysis. So people, yeah, so people, <laughs> people said that about Spider-Man Two, and I know it's not Sony, but people also said that about X-Men Two, which was also better than X-Men One. Yeah, but right, but, but right, right, but they said that about X-Men. You're on it. So, so yeah, right, but, but this team is proving that they can me, let me, together let me, and make a good. Let movie. me rephrase that. People said that about Spider-Man Two. How you know they're going to do a good job with Spider-Man Three, and they didn't. There it is. That's the one. That's what I was going for. <laughs> People said that about X-Men 2, that it was a good movie, and they, they can't possibly fuck it up with X-Men 3. Oh, but and then they did. they did. So I want to know your worst fears, and then we're going to have a double secret question. Hmm. I'm not sure where they can go in tripping over themselves. I mean, maybe they made such a good movie here that the next one is not going to compare. Oh, maybe. Maybe, maybe that's how, but, but, but I don't even they, know. Maybe this is like peaking. For them, yeah, yeah. This this could be like the peak, and the next one's gonna be like, ah, oh, see what they're trying to do here. Because I mean, they brought all these different spider people from different dimensions and gave them coherent stories and made you feel for them, and then they sent them back on their way in the end. And you're like, oh man, I don't know where they can go yeah. with with this. I got- mean, I mean, we, we got teased with the 2099 uh, Spider Man, but then it seemed to be a gag because of the 60 Spider Man thing. So I'm like, are they really gonna bring them in here? I don't yeah. know. 
I think we know the answer, guys. What's that? It's Venom. Oh. That's how they're going to mess it up. Venom into it. It's going to fuck it up. Into the Venom. From the chat. A comic that actually exists and is, in fact, terrible. I'm I'm sure it is. Uh, From the chat, we have Rutu with just a classic Rutu one-liner. They're going to hire Ryan Johnson to write the next Spider-Man. That's how he thinks they're going to fuck it up. Well played, (laughs) sir. Well played. You thought everyone can be Spider-Man? Wrong. Nobody Nobody can be (laughs) Spider-Man. Subvert expectations. That's like his thing. Subvert expectations. I I think they're going to try too hard to replicate the success of this one and maybe try to stick too formulaic and throw more Spider-Men in when that's not necessary or Spider-People in when it's not necessary. That's what I think they're going to do. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Get all the Spider-Man. Let's get MTV 2000 Spider-Man in there. All right. Um, anyone else have any thoughts before we move into part two of the secret question that kind of has to do with our get-ups tonight? No. 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 Go, go once, go twice. All right, gentlemen. Uh, we all have some sort of spider persona. As this movie brought up, Once the mask will always fit. The costume will always fit. It's just a matter of time. I want to know the origin of your spider person. And we'll start with uh, TV's Hamzy. Uh, that's TV's spider mm-hmm. Hamzy. Thank you You're very welcome. much. Um, so as you might have noticed, most spider hams out there are actually spiders that were bitten by radioactive pigs. Uh, it turns out I am a spider who was bitten by a radioactive comic book fan who was written by or bitten by a radioactive pig. So it's really a chain of bites that leads to this horrible conglomeration mutant man before you. Um, I didn't actually end up with any spider powers. That's really the most sad part. I'm just really here to talk about movies and, well, you know, that's my life. All right. Uh, (laughs) Dave the Beater Spider. I was wrestling in some type of back alleyway, trying to make money for a new car. When all of a sudden, the man I was wrestling knocked me into a dumpster. In that dumpster was some toxic waste. In that toxic waste was one little tiny spider. As I sat there breathing, trying to get up, wondering how I'm going to win this match. How I'm going to get that belt. How I'm going to get to the next fight. This spider bit me on my hand as you see here. Next thing I know, within minutes... I was back. I got up. I had strength. I had flexibility. And I was undefeatable. And I became the greatest luchador in all the wrestling land. Nice. Dot Spider, what about you? Well, I was uh, trying to finish up some paperwork at the office before the fumigation started. <laughs> and uh, I got a little late. <laughs> fell asleep at my desk. Next thing I know, there's a little, uh, little pain in my hand. Uh, I looked down. It was... Uh, well, it was my pen. I accidentally stabbed myself and I fell asleep. But then on my ankle, there was another pain. Happened to be a spider from the laboratory next door. Um, I Less fight crime and more do paperwork. Uh, I have a spidey sense for grammatical errors and problems with syntax. Nice. Um, I can't look. We Not all heroes wear capes, guys. Sometimes we wear leotards while at border meetings. How, how has your uh, efficiency gone up with these newfound powers? I mean, it's pretty good. I'm pretty quick on the web. <laughs> I can look up whatever 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 site that you website you want. <laughs> it's kind of my job. So 
and you boosted All right, it. and me. So, um, I was bitten by a radioactive spider from the future who was just washed up and up to no good and was actually a security guard. They're bigger spiders than much bigger spiders oh. in the future. Uh, I was a security guard and uh, just wanted to find some sort of fame and fortune here in the present. I uh, came over here. I saw him, said, what's up? And he freaked out and bit me and then died. So his story isn't really all that great. But I got future spider powers, which is not all that great. They pretty much just sit around and do do not a whole lot and sleep on couches. But I can make webs. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I can play I can play the Spider-Man PlayStation 4 game with mild annoyance when I die. Yeah, but you guys can't defeat my greatest foes of all time, which is the fonts of Papyrus and Comic Sans. <laughs> it's true. So it's so true. You're welcome. And with all of that that is officially all the time that we have for tonight. This has been issue Ooh, yeah. number 169 of the Bad Coyote, Fun- I mean, Bad Spider Funky podcast. Almost lost it there, but we kept it. It's great. It's going. Um, I want to go ahead and thank everyone for tuning in tonight in the chat. Uh, as always, we have everyone who's happening. We had Boulevard Gaming Bebo. Good to see you. We had Ocon. Good to see you, my friend. We had. Uh, Rurutu, uh, Noble Armo showing up. Good to see you, Mike. Uh, we also yeah. had, um, was that everyone? Gamer Ghost showing up for a quick minute on there, asking for some 2099 action, which is great. Mm-hmm. And everyone out there who was also lurking, I forgot to say your name. I apologize. Come on back next week and say hello and yell at me for, for forgetting. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyone who's, who's been listening to our podcast on, on SoundCloud, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, on oh, where else are we? Spotify, iHeartRadio, any anywhere that you can find a podcast, you can listen to us. It's great. It's wonderful. Um, remember to find us also on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram to interact with us, find out all the latest that's going on in uh, geek and nerd pop culture. And until then... We'll see you next time, or we will see you another time. We love you to the Spider-Verse. Good night! That's all, folks. Wingdings, the enemy. <laughs>